Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody. Cheryl Besner, your love coach and your matchmaker, here, as always, on CJD 800. Remember, you can call us tonight, 790-0800, or text us, if you prefer, at 8255. Don't forget, every Saturday night now, we are also on Facebook. You can follow along and see who's in studio with me all the time, and uh, you can communicate with us also, because we love hearing from you. Remember, this show is about bringing conversation. Share with Share happens on Fridays, where I always put messages out to you and ask you to participate and share your ideas on different topics that we address every week about relating, dating, and mating. And this week is no different. We're really hoping, I'm really hoping, that not only will you share with me, but you're going to share with each other other because that's what solo in the city is all about it's a community and another thing that it's all about is answering your questions by the way next week i'm going to be doing a full hour of questions ask cheryl and your questions will be answered so that's going to be an exciting week but for this week i want to address a letter that i got from Alyssa, and Alyssa wrote into me and she said this I'm having a real problem with my boyfriend. We met about a year ago, and after about six months of dating, on and off, we decided to become exclusive. I certainly kept my word, but I'm not sure about him. He gets a lot of calls from different women all the time, and he says they are either friends from work or from exes who he is still friends with. They call me when we're out on dates, or sorry, they call him, even though she wrote we, when we're out on dates, and if we are at my place or his place, and... He takes the calls. He will chat with them for around five to ten minutes and then pretty much chummy conversations. Then it's back to me as if nothing happened. Last Saturday night, out for about a two-hour dinner, he had five calls all from women. I have asked him about it and he says that he just happens to have a lot of women friends. I don't like it at all. I think it's just weird and rude. He thinks I'm jealous. What do you think? Well, first of all, I want to say it's not weird for a man to have women friends, just like it's not weird for a woman to have male friends, especially as we mature. We have a whole history behind us. So whether they have a lot of friends of either sex is not weird. What you might be feeling is the rudeness. And the fact is, no matter what the relationship is, whether it's out on a date with your boyfriend, whether it's business, whether you're out with friends, constantly taking calls during that time with somebody else is rude. So really, that phone should be put away and it should be your alone time. Now, the other part is the jealous. Well, maybe you are jealous. I can't answer that. I would have to know a lot more about you to really say that. But the fact is, this is what he might be feeling. And if this is not a re- the happening within the relationship that you're comfortable with, you must address it. And the bottom line is, he might want to continue having female friends. And if you are feeling jealous, this might not be the relationship that will work for you because nobody should have to give up friends for someone else. So 
what it comes down to is very much what the show is about tonight. Tonight's show is about becoming your own matchmaker. And when I talk about that, it's about really understanding the different elements of how relationships start, mature, and grow together. And in that, the first step of matchmaking is to really look at somebody's values, lifestyles, and goals. And maybe your values and the way you want to live the lifestyle of your relationship doesn't work. But the first thing is, Alyssa, have a conversation with this person. He might really love you and he might really like having female friends and he might not realize that it bothers you. So first step, communication. Now, next up was a little bit of um, an interesting article that we found from the New York Times. And they did a study, and it was from Harvard University, the University of Laverne, and Santa Clara. And they found this. More attractive partner, the less the length of a relationship. Isn't that interesting? They, they kind of chalked it up to the fact that if you have a person who is very attractive within a relationship, they tend to go through more partners overall. Now, it doesn't mean all the time, but this was what their study showed. And the reason they talked about it is that a lot of it has to do with an oversized ego. Now, not everybody who is attractive has this, but some do. And this is what the study said, that in the long run, and I, I, I attest to this all the time. As we mature, our looks change. I don't ever say the word fade because I don't think our, our beauty fades. Our beauty is inward. It's outward. I don't think it fades. But it does change. So we have to develop other parts of ourselves. And what they were talking about here is the fact that a lot of people don't develop the change and the maturity and the growth within themselves, what they hold on to is they lead with their looks. And sooner or later, that can catch up to you. So I, I thought that was a little bit of an interesting thing that somebody actually did a survey on this and proved it. Tonight, here on CJD 800, we are talking about how to become your own matchmaker. This is something that actually I've been working a lot on as a, as a signature program that I've been addressing with a lot of my clients because it's one thing for you to go online and meet people that way. It's another thing to have somebody match you. And then there comes the time where you can choose to be your own matchmaker. And that means understanding everything that goes into the concept of matchmaking from the beginning to the end, from understanding who you are, what your lifestyle is, your goals, and then becoming all of that. So I want to introduce you to my first guest tonight. Her name is Anique Robinson. She's a PR professional by day and a wellness expert by night. And I, I wanted to welcome you, Anique, to the show. It's, it's so much fun having you here because you actually became your own matchmaker. I did. Thank you for having me. I I went through a very toxic relationship about five years ago. And when I came out of it, I was desperate to be in a new healthy relationship. And uh, I was doing a lot of life coaching at the time. So I decided that what I really needed to do was to life coach myself, which is really not easy to do, um, into finding what I wanted. And uh, 
ultimately I did. It worked. And and so this this first this first part of the show and the two guests that are going to be joining us at Cupid's Table right in a few minutes. Um, I want to address the lifestyle values and goals, and that's really what you worked on for for that six month period after that toxic exactly. relationship. Exactly. Right? Well, you know, I wasn't happy when I obviously, you know, you're a little brokenhearted. No matter how bad the relationship was, you're a little lonely, and. I think what you want to do to feel better is just jump into the next relationship. And I, I tried. I I tried. Doesn't work, eh? <laughs> and it really didn't work. It was a, an, a complete failure. And the reason it was a failure wasn't because I was meeting, wasn't meeting great people. It was because I wasn't ready. And so I took a time to address all of those things. And we're going to talk about how to address all of these things and then bring you all the way to how to know who's right for you, who's wrong for you. That's happening next on Cupid's Table. Also, Date Night Out is coming up. We're going to find out who wins tonight's Date Night at Sulume Avino right here for you on CJAD 800 and Solo in the City. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong and I grew strong and I learned how to This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. So joining me here at Cupid's Table is Anique Robinson, as uh, you met earlier on. Welcome to Cupid's Table, Anique. Thank you. <laughs> Once again. Also joining us now is Geneviève Roy. Hi, Cheryl. Um, you are a feature writer uh, for PBS. I mean, you're amazing and also violinist that's right i've been playing the violin since i'm 12 so it's a lifelong passion and i've been writing for pbs for it's now coming up on five years lots of interesting projects amazing amazing and yeah. single uh, and ready to mingle right definitely single <laughs> and always ready to mingle <laughs> so and tonight's show is all about becoming your own matchmaker now anique did it Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to do it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you already had a, a few a few uh, bumps and lessons along mm-hmm. the way, right? Mm-hmm. And then also welcoming Adamo Mariani to the show. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> this is a man of many talents and also a man of much of our nightlife here in Montreal as I've well. I've been around, they've said. You know, um, when it comes to becoming your own matchmaker, I always like to give tips and everything about first dates, relationships, everything. And it was very interesting because Adamo actually just said something um, before he came on air. And it was about going to a bar or sitting at the bar in any restaurant because we were actually shoulder to shoulder taking a picture. And we were saying that it's great because you feel the closeness and you feel Mm. the chemistry when you go. So. The best thing to do when you go on the date is not to sit opposite each other. It's you've too got, formal. It's it's formal, and you've got two and a half feet. You know, a standard table has two and a half feet between you, right? That's right. Shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. There's chemistry. Or knee to knee. Knee to knee. Depending how great the date's going, I guess. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is uh, establishing physical contact is really great within a very few minutes of meeting somebody, you know, it could just be the touch on the lower arm, something, you know, very not like not intimate, very socially acceptable, but it breaks the ice. And you know what? You feel the electricity 
between two people right away. You mm. know, you, you can kind of feel that chemistry, right? What do you think, Anik? I agree. In fact, my now husband, the first time we went on an actual date, he took me out dancing. What a great first thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was that was really had me there. Yeah. Well, well, again, I, I, I will always say, I say this, anytime we talk about first dates, I say 45 minutes or less for that first date. It's like the pre-date. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the idea of going out dancing because it does give you that physical connection, right? And it gets That's out cool. of your comfort zone as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and sometimes it allows the woman to lead, right? Especially if, and you can see how the person reacts mm -hmm. if you take the lead. And that tells you a lot about something as well. Anyway, I want to I kind of dial this back a little bit because we are talking about how to become your, your own matchmaker here. And, and again, this is something that I work on a lot with people. And it's so funny because, Anik, you were saying earlier on that you came out of a toxic relationship and then you kind of dove right back into the dating world and then realized, no, nah, this isn't working. I got to completely dial it back and find myself, right? Exactly. Because I, I think when you leave any relationship, you, you need a, a time to recover from whatever it is, whether you're heartbroken or whether you just get into a certain groove when you're with somebody and you have to relearn who you are as a single person. And I, on top of that, I really wanted to get really healthy from being in a toxic relationship. You come out a little toxic and um, I needed to spend time and I decided arbitrarily to take six months to date myself. Uh, where I was telling people that I was in a committed relationship, but I really meant just with me. Right. And, I, and I did all the things that I really wanted to do to grow and, and fill myself up again and get to a place where I was really happy on my own before I can meet somebody else. And, and that is about defining your own values. And one of the things that I love what you just said is, you know, people say you don't change. Well, our, our, our basic core doesn't change. But with each relationship, we do grow. And it takes time sometimes to realize what you learned from that relationship to take forward with you into the next one so that you have a better understanding as to who you are and how you interact. So when it comes to talking about values, Genevieve, we were, we were talking about this yes, before, we right? And it was very interesting in our, in our brief conversation because I asked <laughs> you, right, what were your values... And we kind of realized that you were actually talking more about your goals, which was to... To have children one day, to find someone to get married to, um, somebody who can realize projects. They're not exactly values, but I'm happy we did narrow some values that I'm searching for that right. I find that are super important. So in, instead of saying to have children or to get married, would rather be have uh, the value of family or the value of, um, I would say, being close to the members of your family and the possibility of having children <laughs> rather right. than having actual children and getting married. And, and, mm. and I think that's a, it's a, it's a big part of things that people miss is yeah. not knowing what their values are. You have to know your own values and, and value yourself mm -hmm. within yourself to ask somebody else to value you back because like attracts like. And then sometimes when you don't know your values, what happens is you just start repeating the same patterns and attracting the same person. Now, Diamond, what about you when it comes to defining your values? Did you think it, <clears throat> it was hard for you to know what it is 
the values that you are seeking in a woman? Um, I think uh, we all kind of want the same type of values in all people. I don't think any of us are really going out to look for somebody that's going to treat you badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt throughout my years of dating that it was kind of easier to find out what you don't want in somebody. Uh, I found it, it was easier just to narrow that down and to see those signals in the people that you're going out with. And uh, once you saw those signs, I thought that was an easier way to kind of move on to the next person because those are the things you cannot live with at all. Um, you know, things about, you know, if the person makes you laugh or that sometimes comes with time and with comfort with the person that you're with. So you can't expect all those things to happen so quickly. We are talking about how to be your own matchmaker and knowing at this point, we're talking about the values here on CJAD 800. Now, the thing is that what you, what you said was very interesting because there is a difference between values and boundaries. And what it is, and and it's interesting, though, also, because a lot of people, when they talk about knowing what they don't want, as a coach, we always try and go, what do you want? Go through the positive side of it. And then knowing the things that are absolutely, you know, the taboos for you, that's something separate, because that usually, when you identify those, that goes not just within a relationship, but within work and your friends and everything, right? It's, it's, it's usually universal with mm. what it is that you don't want in your life, period. So do you think, Genevieve, it's hard for you to determine or see the difference between what your long-term goals are and your present value system? You never really know what's going to be and what you want uh, exactly in the present moment. It's very hard to just narrow it down. I think everybody has, as Adam was saying, there's certain things that we expect from a person or that we universally want from a person. Um, like, for example, I could want somebody who has drive, who is ambitious, but how would you know five years from now how that person who you initially saw is driven and ambitious? What does it lead to? Maybe the person is so tunneled vision into their own projects that they miss out on empathy or they miss out on other things that you need to make you happy in a relationship. So I can want to look for certain values or to know certain things I absolutely need. But down the road, five years from now, I, I think it's when you live the relationship that you will see how things come about. It's uh if, if you have any comments on this, we'd love mm. to hear from you. Star 8255, you can text us or call us at 790-0800. So, Anik, mm-hmm. for yourself, I know that you did a lot of soul searching during those six months. You went and you really worked on that value system, that core value of yourself. And did that help you define, ultimately, the lifestyle and the goals that you wanted? I think so. Um, I was really looking for a great partner. And I define that by being someone who can make me think, someone who can make me laugh, somebody who could make me dance, and somebody who was honest, trustworthy, and who would make a good life partner. And then I realized that I wasn't really embodying all of those things because I was still coming out. I was in a bad place. So I spent a lot of time working on myself to make sure that if I wanted to attract somebody like that, I needed to be somebody like that. And so I spent a lot of those times addressing all the things in my lifestyle that weren't conducive to that. Because like attracts like. Yeah. So I said no to drama. The first thing, one of my first rules was no more drama. I don't want to create drama in my life. 
And I don't want people who bring drama to my doorstep. So that didn't just refer, though, to a partner. That referred to everything in your life at that point, right? It was no drama, period. Period. Exactly. And I actually had to break up with more than my boyfriend at the time. I had to break up with friends, too, who Mm -hmm. were just drama-creating people. And those people bring other negative (laughs) things into your life. You wanted to say something. Actually, we were on on our way here. We were discussing how Anik had this amazing solution. She had these wonderful Tuesday meetings with just women to reconnect with women. And I like the the rule that you imposed that you couldn't discuss about men because, as you were discussing, that uh, when there is one man in the room, he tends to monopolize the whole conversation, and the girls kind of get dizzy and focus. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was is really that what's happening here. <laughs> Is that, so, is, is no, that what's but, happening tonight in the studio? Yeah. We're all getting dizzy because Adama walked in the studio. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's hot in here or you're making me blush right now. <laughs> it's getting no, hot in here. Okay, I just became I'm a singer. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I just on, on each end. <laughs> no, but I just thought it was absolutely amazing. I really like that. And maybe I'll try and do that in my own life too. Maybe just gather some single women and talk about other things about the projects that we're working on in our life. I really like that. Maybe you can tell us a bit about it. Well, the, yeah. the thing is that, you know, yeah. one thing is love your life mm-hmm. and you will get <laughs> your love life. Okay. When you are out there loving what you do, and enjoying the things that you you create and the people you surround yourself with, it will come to you. And I know you mentioned that, Adamo, even when we had a, a brief conversation, that you really believe in that and you attest to that. I, I honestly like believe that uh, you are a magnet to the good things that happen to you in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's really about that energy that you're you're portraying on a daily basis. It's not something, um, you know, it, you can learn it. It's not something that, uh, you know, you're born with. I think it's something... That you can learn the same thing like you were saying before and Nick that you know you got rid of that that negative energy and the only thing that you're getting rid of is negative but you're gonna replace it with positive and every time you're doing that no matter what your day is getting better your weeks getting better your your years gonna get better and I always believed in, in that and being that magnet for for positive energy we are talking tonight about how to become your own matchmaker. If you want, call us 7900800 or star 8255 to text us. We also are going to be giving away date night out very soon. You are listening to Solo in the City. We are all about spreading the love here on CJAD 800. <laughs> Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Grips on your ways, front way, back way, you know that I don't play. I am Cheryl, your dating coach and your matchmaker. And I want to remind you that we also do have a dating site on Solo in the City. So if you want, you can get online and uh, meet like-minded individuals like yourself. I also have my love hotline. Did you people know that? I have a hotline you can call 24-7-844-744-SOLO. Write down that number, 844-744-SOLO. You call me. You ask me a question, and I will get back to you within 24 hours. I usually try and do it much faster than that, but 
Can't always do that. I am sitting here at Cupid's table with Anique Robinson, Geneviève Roy, and Adamo Mariani, and we are talking about how you can become your own matchmaker. And we've been talking about our values and how to know what they are, our lifestyles, and that's really where we have to move forward from here is like, what is the lifestyle that we live? Mm -hmm. And then, as we were saying, like attracts like, right? Yep. So how do we know that the other person lives and wants to live the same lifestyle to also then have the matching goals? So I'm going to start with you, Anique. Mm -hmm. um, you went through the process and then you knew your value. You knew what you wanted in a relationship going forward. Unlike Adama, who says, I know what I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> and then you decided your goals and your goals were? Well, I, I, I was ready to meet my life partner. And it was really clear to me that I wanted to be in a relationship that would last the rest of my life. I had been in other relationships before, but I was done. I was done with, you know, serial monogamy of being in five-year relationships that fizzled out. And I wanted to be with a very strong life partner. Um, so I needed to be ready for that. And uh, I didn't think it would just happen if I just waited for it to come. Okay. And, and that's where I want to go with on, on, on this point right now is about what we call the marketing plan. Okay. No, you're, you're <laughs> laughing, right? But think of it this way. In everything in life, we have plans. We make decisions about how we want to move forward and the things that we want to achieve and how we're going to get to our goals. And sometimes you have to take steps to get there. And sometimes, you know, it's like going to the gym and you want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. It takes planning and, and structure to get there, right? So same thing when it comes to our love life. So whether you want to call it... Um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone to try new things, whether you want to ask people for help, there needs to be a plan on how you're going to do it. Because I, I asked people today, actually, on, on Facebook, about if they believe that love just happens when it's your time, or if you have to do something. And Anique, you just said, you did something. You had to decide to do it. Yes, I, I had a 10-step plan. Right. <laughs> well, so, 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 Genevieve, how do you think about this? Like, do you think that love just happens, or no, do you think no. you well, might I, have to make certain steps? Maybe not ten, but <laughs> that worked for it worked for you, Anik. <laughs> well, I definitely believe that in order to meet people, you have to be out there. You have to go and meet people and put yourself in a position where you can try new things, put yourself out of that comfort zone, go and meet new people. Because if you're always circling around in the same social circles, you're always just going to be meeting the same people and yeah. some of your friends also I mean that you love them they're your friends but if it's been 10 years and they couldn't introduce you to anybody new there's very little possibility you're going to be meeting the love of your life that way and that's the beauty so. of what you were saying Anique is having these parties and and I always tell people have a dinner party invite four friends but each of them have to bring somebody somebody that you don't know and <laughs> I even suggest sometimes that if you wanted to do it as a mix and mingle, that if you're female, you bring a male. If you're male, you bring a female. Because it's just a bunch of friends getting together and from one thing leads to another. So I, I loved the fact that you organized these four women. I, I did both, actually, because I was single for, well, I was 
committed to being single for six months at least. Um, and I did both. Every Tuesday night, the first of every month, I had a women's night where it was just women, amazing women. And then I also did all my single friends together who had to bring a single partner. We're talking about how to be your own matchmaker here on CJAD 800. Adama, what are you thinking about all this? Like m- making the conscious decision. Do you think love just happens or... Uh, for some lucky people, I think it does happen. I think some people get lucky to have that connection right away. Um, and then the rest of us uh, sometimes have to work at it. And I think sometimes the most important thing is working on yourself before anything else. Like Nick was saying, I think most people don't even know what they want because they don't even know who they are. And they change so much every year. Sometimes we don't even realize how much we really change. You know, like now you can, you know, you go back on Facebook, you see some pictures from a year ago. You're like, oh, my God, did I really think that was something I wanted to wear back then? <laughs> so like uh, that everything changes. So it's good to know what you want with yourself first before anything else. So when I ask um, somebody, does love just happen or does it only happen when it's your time? Nick, Malcolm and Diane all say, yes, they think it just happens when it's supposed to. Judy says, I do believe that love happens when the timing is right, but I also believe you can't just sit back and wait for it. You need to get out there and date, meet people, and you definitely need to be in a good headspace to share your life with someone special. It's very different when we hit a certain age. Love takes time and nurturing. I think when the right person comes along, you will know it. So I do think, and I agree, timing is everything. And when it's meant to happen... But the fact is, when it's meant to happen is when you know who you are and you know who the other person should be for you. I think it's a good place to be when you're happy with yourself. When you when you feel confident, you radiate confidence. It's just positive energy. It comes to you. The good people come to you. When you're in a sad, depressed mode, it's not very attractive. So I I, yeah, I do agree that if it's meant for you to happen, it's just this positive force that, that is a magnetic force. Your People are drawn to you when you're happy, and it just shows. Well, yeah. and, and a smile is what attracts people, right? And yeah. confidence, as you said, attracts people. And when you walk into a room, it mm-hmm. attracts people. So that marketing plan starts with knowing that you are good with where you are, and then you're going to attract somebody yeah. who is also feeling good Mm -hmm. where you are and it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be mirrored in each other you know there are people that are in relationships where one person loves to travel and do and the other person is a little bit more of a homebody but here's the thing your partner is supposed to be the person who helps reflect all the good parts of who you are and allow you, not even allow you, want you to be everything you need to be in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And respecting the fact that you may not be on the exact same wavelength on every aspect of your life. Totally agree. I think when you're living your life really passionately, that love will find you where you are. And the inverse is true too. If you're in a place in your life where you're stuck or you're not sure what you want or you're insecure, there's some elements of dysfunction, those are the people you're going to meet. They're going to reflect all those things back to you. Well, again, like attracts like. We are talking tonight about 
how to become your own matchmaker. And we're going to start talking also about how to know that the person coming into your life or the person that you've met may not be the right person for you <laughs> because we've all been there. Also, I'm going to be announcing coming up who won date night out. It's going to be to Salumi Restaurant on Notre Dame. Adamo already attested to the fact that we all agree it's a great place and find out how you can win next week's date night out right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. I am your certified dating coach and your matchmaker, Cheryl here. And remember, until the end of the show, you still have time to text us if you want. Star 8255 or give us a shout, 7900800. The question today was just love. Does love just happen? Or does it happen when it's your time? Ruth said, yes, let the universe do the job. Meanwhile, enjoy the time you have alone. It's only temporary. I really like that. I'm being joined by Genevieve. I have Anik and Adamo sitting here at Cupid's table. And I want to share the fact that tonight we're talking about how to become your own matchmaker. And I do want to remind everybody that I announced today on Facebook, we actually postponed the date. Uh, it was supposed to be at the end of the month. We moved to May 14th. It's a workshop that I'm going to be doing at Avanti La Spa on Decarry, May 14th from 10 till 3. Lunch is going to be served by La Hangout. We're going to have champagne from Kolonaki Group. And the reason I postponed it is I had two very important add-ons to the workshop. We're going to have a very special person joining us. It's uh, Scarlett James. She oh. is the burlesque diva of North America. She, she is amazing. And uh, she's also doing yoga now. She's um, a yogi. And she's going to be coming down to the workshop and helping us find our divine sensuality. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And also the love listeners are coming from Toronto. These are two women, Nicole and Natasha, who will be joining me. And um, they are two women that I work with also um, who help with a lot of uh, the clients that I work with on um, many different issues. So they're going to be joining us at the workshop. And the fact that they were able to come in, I just felt that this was a bonus for everybody. So if you want, get on um, Facebook. You can go register through Eventbrite. It is going to be a great day. And you're also going to have a three-minute Pick me up makeover lesson from Rachel Schultz Cosmetics. Now, back to the conversation here, okay? <laughs> We've talked about our value systems and, and knowing who we are. And we've talked about, you know, really understanding about how to get back out there and start creating our social life. Or I, I call it, you know, keeping it simply social. I call it the kiss. And we all like to kiss, right? So <laughs> K-I-S-S, -S, it's uh, keeping it simply social. So the big thing is, and, and Genevieve, you were asking this question earlier, mm -hmm. right? The big, how do you know 
Tam, tam, tam. How do you know that there are big warning signs up ahead or that are flashing right in your face? How to recognize them right off the get-go? Right. Yeah. So the thing is, you, you just said a mouthful there because the fact is, if they're flashing in your face, listen to them, look at them. You know, I, I just I just worked actually with a client the other day and she said she, she broke up with her boyfriend and for three years he had been saying, I don't want to be in a committed relationship. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want anything long term, but they were together three years and completely, you know, uh, faithful to each other. And then finally, it was that night over dinner, she realized, you know what, you're serious. And he was like, yeah, but it took her three years to realize he was serious. Ooh. Adamo, men say what they really believe, right? What they really when feel. we're tired, we want to sleep. When we're hungry, we want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we're turned on, we want to eat. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. And the fact is, there are signs. It's the same thing for people who are married and somebody is having an affair. Usually, mm. there is a sign. And you have to read it, mm. process it. And know that that's what it is. The sign is what it is. What do you think? I, I, I mm -hmm. see. Yeah, I, I, I see it turning in your head a little. We bit are our own worst enemy. I really like what you're saying. Men, they say what is on their mind, and they mean what they say. They I, do. I, I, I wouldn't want to stereotype, but we women sometimes you have to read between the lines a little bit. We try and get our messages across. But well, we men, tell stories. Yeah, we do. We, we make stories. But men, if they say something, as you were saying, if he's saying it, I don't want a committed relationship. Don't expect one. That's I, not I, what he wants. I want to clarify. I don't mean either that women make up stories. I mean that we tell stories when we yeah. get together with our, our girlfriends. We talk and we we explain we everything that happened and we regurgitate about the fight we had with our boyfriends or our husbands the night before men they don't do that or most well, men here's don't the do big it. secret we do do that <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute guys I, gossip as much as I, women do it's just sometimes we like put in ufc and thing. hockey into the mix right? <laughs> but you don't you don't talk the the i mean okay from my experience and my expertise and the tens of thousands of people that I talked to over the last four years, most men do not talk about their feelings with their guy friends. Then they really don't have great friends because <laughs> with my friends, we're talking about stuff all the time. Well, then I think, do you have a lot of single friends? Uh, I used to, and it just seemed like everybody got hitched at the exact same time. <laughs> but um, no, like uh, I feel like when my friends get together, there's certain friends you have certain relationships with. And then there's certain friends that you can, you know, talk about anything with. Um, it all comes down to the type of person you are. And some guys, they do actually want to talk and they do want to, you know, just say what's on their mind. Like I was, I was, um, I was just in Africa with a very good friend of mine. We went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro mm. uh, for charity. Good for you. And uh, let me tell you, uh, my buddy Max, he could have spoke for three weeks straight because <laughs> it seemed like he had a lot on his mind. <laughs> But in, in the right place, in the right time, I think uh, everybody wants to kind of vent and talk about what's bothering them. And I think it's very healthy to, to have relationships like that. Oh, it's extremely healthy to it's have important. that kind of relationship. It is. Yeah, but, well, the interesting part is, though, that a lot of times, though, when I 
talk to women and I'm working with um, my women clients, we will start having a conversation and she'll say, well, he didn't talk. He didn't share. He wouldn't tell me his feelings. But then when we really look at the conversation and we go moment to moment and break it down, they realize that they never even gave him the opportunity to step forward. They just kept, you know, rifling information, telling the story, asking questions. And then they wonder why there was no room for him to answer or ask questions back. Because, mm. you know, sometimes we just keep asking the questions, rifling them at them. Yeah. And I think we have to we have to beyond even just listening for what they're saying and being disappointed that they're not, you know, being talking about their feelings. Men speak with their actions. And when a man shows you his actions, believe him, you know, believe what you see and pay attention more to his actions than to his words, because sometimes that's where the truth lies. That's this, a very good point. This is making me think back to the very first few minutes off this uh, when you were talking about the girl with the boyfriend who's always on the phone well his actions were that he's always on the phone with various girls and yet maybe his words were no babe I'm, I'm being true to you but it's interesting what you say men speak louder by their actions yeah. well, you're 100% right by the way yeah. because I, I want to talk about that first call when she because <laughs> the whole time in my head I'm like this guy doesn't like this girl I'm sorry yeah. like, like you know you have to be honest with yourself because if I was on the phone Instead of being with the person I'm with right in front of me, that's listen. Like I work, I'm on my phone a lot. But when you're having a date and you're one on one, like okay, just put the phone down for a second. You know, you sometimes this it's important. Girl in front of you that you're supposed to love oh, like and if, things like that. That's I would yeah. never even like I, I when I'm with my girlfriend, I put my phone down because she's mm. beautiful and she's amazing. So we're talking about actually at the beginning of the show. And for anybody who missed that, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. It was the Ask Cheryl question of the week, and it was, it was a woman who was saying that this her partner her boyfriend was always on the phone during their dates and since we're talking about the fact that he was always on the phone I also do want to mention the fact that she was worried it was always women and I want to know very quickly from each uh, each of the three of you do you think that it's okay and do you feel you should be able to maintain friendships with the opposite sex into all your relationships Anique Absolutely. In fact, um, when I got with my husband, I wanted to meet his ex-girlfriends and, and we're friends. Amazing. Genevieve. Yes. If they were your friends before you were in a relationship, there's no reason to cut off your friends. They're in your life for a reason. Adamo. Uh, I completely agree. My girlfriends, uh, guy friends, and it's uh, if you make it weird, then it's weird. Yeah. It's very straightforward. I agree. I agree. I do have a text came in. Hi, guys. Love your show and listen all the time. Please help. I'm man 50. I work a lot and not meeting anybody worth dating. Have never been married and seem just to meet girls that don't know what they want or and and we're going there. What can I do? And um, there's many things that you can do, Richard. Um, start by joining different groups, start getting out, maybe work a little bit less. And if you are working, I, I'm going to tell you, make date night for yourself, no matter what. And on that date night, go out and do something, something that is something you love or something that you want to learn. Otherwise, call me. Um, I am a matchmaker. I want to thank all of you for joining me tonight. Anique, it was a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you. Genevieve, we're going <laughs> to keep working on how to 
get you to be your own matchmaker. Thank you for joining Looking us. Looking forward. Thanks, Cheryl. And Adamo. <laughs> and people can find, follow you, Adamo, on Adamo. Adamo514 on Instagram, yeah. There you, you go. I want to thank Andrew as well, as well, uh, Ramona, who does our <laughs> Facebook live every week. We have a winner for tonight's date night out. Very oh. quickly, Adamo, who oh, is it? Quickly. You got to do it quickly. It's to Salumi Vino. It's going to luxembourgadam1 at gmail.com. Adam. Adam, you are the winner. We will be getting getting back to you. I want to thank everybody for joining us because this show is all about you. Remember, you can reach me 844-744-SOLO to make an appointment. Register for next week's date night out. It is to Maestro, s'il vous plaît. Just get online, email your name, and I will be drawing you next week. You are going to be all about Ask Cheryl with Air Melinda Bocur on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And remember, as always, to keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. Good night. Hi, I'm Cheryl Besner, your certified dating coach and host of Solo in the City every Saturday night on CJAD 800. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching, matchmaking, or my suggestions for a great date place, I'm here for you. Get up, get out, and get social using the Solo in the City dating app. No matter whether you're single, in transition, or ready to date, let me help you make love happen. Let's chat, 844-744-SOLO, or find me online at solointhecity.tv.